Welcome. Uh, you're listening to the 12th episode of the Extensive Reading Podcast, where we take an intensive look at extensive reading. Uh, that was Travis and um, Jose, as usual. And we're recording today at a very nice studio at uh, Kyoto Gaidai, Kyoto University of Foreign Studies. And this is because we're interviewing two professors who are running a very interesting philanthropic project that has to do with extensive reading. It's called Readers for Readers, and they're Aaron Campbell and Kevin Ramsden. Hi there. How are you doing, guys? Hello. We're doing well. Thank you. Thanks for coming today. Yeah. This is this is cool. Yeah, it was actually the first time I've been in this room. Really? Yeah. It's great. Second or third time for me. Nice. uh, Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be putting up a picture. Yeah. yeah, so the the project is called Readers for Readers, and it has the goal of uh, providing rural, a rural school in Cambodia with uh, uh, funds enough to start a library. And this is done through having uh, their students do much more extensive reading that they were no, they would normally do. So everybody wins. That's right. That's <laughs> the idea. It's a win-win. So we usually ask our guests to tell us uh, how they got first involved in extensive reading, uh, what the background is, and how they got to know extensive sure, reading. Sure, sure. Uh, well, I can I can start with that one. I uh, I spent um, well, for, I'm, I'm originally from the United States, and I've been teaching here in Japan since about the year 2000 uh, here in Kyoto. And back in 2005, I started working at Kyoto Sangyo University uh, with, with Tom nice. Robb and right. Matthew Clayflin and Amanda Gillis Fudutaka and all the yeah. all the people there. Yeah. It's just a wonderful place to work. And uh, and at that time, they were they were having the students do extensive reading. Uh, this is um, kind of pre uh, Moodle Reader days, but it was around that time that they gave birth to uh, Moodle Reader and. Uh, so I happened to be there uh, in those four years, uh, and that's how I got my first taste of it, even though I wasn't actually practicing that with my students. And uh, as time went on, uh, I became more and more interested in the, uh, in the practice itself. And um, when I came here to Kyoto Gaidai in 2011, or the fall of 2010, uh, I started teaching here. And I started using uh, extensive reading in my classrooms and started using Moodle Reader. And that's how eventually uh, our program uh, here uh, started to take off. Um, we started uh, sharing that with, with other students. We had a, um, one of the professors here who at the time was the head of the library had built this very nice extensive reading room filled with books. And I remember when I first came here, uh, he introduced it to me, and I said, wow, this is beautiful. And he had this very sad look on his face, and he nobody said, yeah, but n- almost nobody's using it. He's like, what can we do? And I said, have you heard of Moodle Reader? And he said, no, what's that? And that was the beginning of our extensive reading program. And so very quickly, with the support of so many different teachers and administrators here, we, b- we were able to grow that into the program it is today, which is fairly large. Yeah. I'd say we, we've got... a about two, over 2,000 active readers uh, throughout the university. Yeah, and, and these are students who, you know, may not have been reading at all. Uh, and, I, I, you know, Moodle Reader, which eventually became MReader, allowed us to, to move forward with that. So that's kind of how I got involved in extensive reading. Yeah, um, I'm not really <laughs> that involved in extensive reading <laughs> <laughs> itself, though I've taught uh, uh, extensive reading and uh, in my classes uh, because of the, the way it's set up for us, we have uh, all of our first year and second year students at the university 
and also uh, the uh, junior college, the Tandai uh, students in that. And I was teaching evening classes in the Tandai, and I had uh, a class where where I was in uh, in charge of the extensive reading for that class. So I've only really done it in the sense that I've. I had to do it, <laughs> even though, even though, even though I agree with it 100%, and I love it, of course. Uh, I I'm not actually into the bare bones of it or the nitty gritty of it. I'm really much just a practitioner of it, I suppose. Yeah, but you know, it's good. Worked well for yeah, us. That's great. Yeah. yeah. You'd mentioned Moodle Reader, and just uh-huh. a, a shout out to one of our previous guests. You mentioned that even this afternoon you talked with uh, Paul Goldberg. Oh right, right about oh, X reading. Yeah. 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 He he actually came to our uh, university today mm. to give us a little demonstration uh-huh. of what it is and what it can yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, Paul's a great guy. Yeah. 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 Just wanted to. <laughs> he wanted to, sure. wanted to <laughs> get, get a shot out. Paul's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> we like him too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, part of what we're here is we want to hear about the Swap Network. Okay. And what you're doing there. What? I mean, even before coming into mm. this interview, I was unaware, and I think some of our listeners might be too. What is the Swap Network? Yeah. What is the Swap Network, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the Swap Network basically is very small. At present, I mean, we we don't really know how large it'll grow either, but it's um it's pretty much just a website at the moment. Um, it's a channel for us. Uh, we set it up as a website uh, with donation buttons, uh, so that we the small projects that we wanted to put together, or certainly that we've both been involved in over the last few years. Uh, we we're not really reaching a larger audience in terms of getting uh getting donations and fundraising, so. It just seemed a better way to uh, to be able to like pull some of these smaller projects together. And SWAP actually means the Smaller World Action Projects. That's what it stands for. That's what SWAP means. So Smaller World Action Projects, basically trying to make the world a smaller place. This is very grassroots. That's the key. That's the fundamental for me is the, is the grassroots approach. Uh, every project that we do uh, is directly related to uh, a community or people that we know. Uh, or I personally know, and uh, and the money that goes to those people or to those projects, uh, those communities, uh, goes directly and uh, with a very very minimal amount of overhead, so that we uh, we try to get it as close to 100 percent as possible. And we also see Swamp as kind of a, a just the the very beginnings of of some future projects where mm. our our university is opening a brand new faculty in April of 2018 mm. and it's the faculty of community engagement so uh we're going actually both of us will be uh members of that faculty mm. so we we kind of see this as just the beginnings of getting our feet wet in community engagement and trying out a few projects and uh so right, yeah, we put up the website uh, as a way to just get some online donations. Um, Kevin, for many years, has been running similar type programs here in the Kyoto community. Um, it's actually a long time, not just a few years. 25. 20, 25 years. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, this is just, he's never taken online donations before. And uh, we figured it, it's a way to kind of cast the net a little bit more in terms of re- not only receiving donations, but perhaps equally as important as is... Educating people, spreading the word, telling them what we're doing here uh, at Kyoto Gaidai and and outside the university with with, uh, whatever connections we make with different projects or different businesses or different communities that uh, we can engage with and and hopefully in a win-win sort of way. Yeah, And we welcome any investment in that (laughs) (laughs) from anybody. You're listening here, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) 
So one of these projects is uh, called Readers for Readers. That's right, yes. Yeah. Could you tell us about it? Sure. Um, well, actually, uh, with such a large uh, program, uh, we've got, you know, wow, probably 60 different teachers involved. And as I mentioned before, over 2,000 students. And it's being practiced uh, throughout many different classes and many different uh, uh, types of classes and one of the challenges, of course, is motivating students. And so we've we've tried lots of different things here at Kyoto Gaidai. One of the things we, we did a couple of years ago was we had a badge program, like a milestone badge. And so uh, we actually physically bought a, a badge maker and we're churning out, <laughs> you know, badges for like 50,000 word milestone, 100,000 word motivating. milestone, 500,000. We had a, a million word badge. And so students, if they reach those milestones, their teacher could distribute those badges to them. And we hoped that that would motivate. And it did motivate some students. I mean, not everyone's into, you know, badges. But, I'm into uh, badges. You, you like badges? I'm into badges. Give me a badge. Yeah, yeah badge to you. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, little things like that. I mean, we have a, we had a, a, a top, a top reader list here at the university for yeah. a while that, you know, help, might motivate certain students who hmm. are more competitive in nature and want to see their word counts go up, uh, you know, and see them climb the list as you would in a video game kind of thing. Um, but we, we also uh, wanted to try something different. And I know that I've been involved actually in terms of supporting uh, an activity that Kevin's been hosting uh, ever since I've lived here in Kyoto. Mm. When did you start the, the walkathon thing? 2000, 2004. 2004. So the <laughs> idea is that uh, on one day, uh, participants would go out and they would get, uh, well, maybe you should explain it. This is your, <laughs> <laughs> your it's, baby. It's a real yeah. simple one. Yeah. It's, it's called the Kamigawa, the, or the annual Kamigawa uh, sponsored walk. And basically the first Sunday in June uh, each year, uh, we gather... Um, a group of people, about 50 to 60 uh, volunteers, who have over the previous eight weeks maybe uh, gone out and physically wrestled sponsors to the ground uh, who will sponsor them for per kilometer, certain amount of money per kilometer, and we do a 10K walk uh, up the Kamigawa and back down again before going to the pub for a, for, <laughs> for a lunch. That's usually the big motivator for yeah, behind most like people nice taking time. part. Mm. Yeah. But it, it raises a, it's raised a, mm, an average of 1.2 million yen each year for that. So all that money's gone uh, directly once again to the projects. Uh, it's gone to Zimbabwe, Nepal, mm. Cambodia, Vietnam, oh, lots and lots of different things. Um, and so, yeah, that was uh, that's something we do every year. So that's almost like a guaranteed income every year for, for a project money. And that's where the funding comes from. And that's also where we kind of got this idea. Hey, wait a minute. These people are walking 10 kilometers. Yeah. Couldn't students also be reading a certain amount of money and, and also, yeah. you know, collecting donations so that we can do something similar as a way to motivate students to read mm -hmm. more? So that's kind of conceptually where yeah. the, the project came from. However, <laughs> yeah. uh, when you have students reading in, in, a, uh, in the university for their classes, being assessed by their teachers, uh, we didn't want to you know, mix money into the equation. And the university certainly didn't want that. Mm -hmm. So we needed to find a, a way to do it that where the students could just focus on their reading, focus on the cause, but they had nothing to do whatsoever with raising money or taking money. And we, they, we left that up to us. Mm. So um, that was kind of the idea of how Readers for Readers uh, started. And, you know, we came up with this system where 
uh, we would we would get students signed up. Anyone who wants to volunteer, nobody has to do it. Mm. It's only by volunteer basis. So it's outside the program. You can donate your uh, word count to a collective word count goal. And if collectively the students hit that goal, then we would r- release this money that we've raised uh, or that Kevin has raised and would it would go to that community that we identified or that recipient that we identified uh, for the express purpose of building uh, a, a library uh, or libraries, as was or, the case in the first place, or educational materials or, or something yeah, that yeah. whatever that community needed. So that was kind of the idea yeah. behind it. And we, and we hoped that by doing so, not only would the students um, increase the amount that they would read in that 10-week period, but also they would develop the awareness of how fortunate they are to actually have a library full Absolutely, of books. Yeah. I'll never forget, and this is something that stuck with me for, for years now. About four or five years ago, I was in the classroom, and I'm trying to get my students to read and motivate them. And I'll never forget this one uh, young student, uh, 18 years old, female. Um, I just couldn't get her to read. And, um, and after about midway through the semester, after trying to coax her and asking her to bring her book in, and, and she just still hadn't taken any quizzes, I said to her, hey, like, how come you just won't read? And she just, she looked at me and she just threw her hands up in the air and she said, I just, I just don't want to. I just don't want to. I don't want to read. And I thought about that after the class was over on my way home. And I, I felt like, wow, you know, how privileged she is mm. to be able to say something like that when she's, you know, figurative, <laughs> yeah. figuratively, she's sitting on a mountain of books that she has access to. And she just doesn't want to read any of them. Whereas you have almost the opposite situation in a lot of places in the world where students really would love to read if they had something to read. And so it, the idea was that not only would this motivate students to read more in order to help uh, those less fortunate, but it, they would develop the awareness of how lucky they were to actually have this type of uh, have these type of resources available to them. And so. I think that's probably you know that's exactly the case in in uh, with the school in the RSVP school and Sonita school, which are the two uh, recipients of the of the Readers for Readers so far. In that there's one school where there's 800 students and 50 books, and you know it's the complete opposite. We probably have 50 students who've got 800 books at least to to choose from. So it it may, doesn't really make much sense. There's just one thing I'd like to add to that as well because. Because one of the things that we were interested in was not just the the idea of reading. This was volunteer reading. So, uh, in in the sense they would volunteer for it, why would they would they want to volunteer to actually push themselves that much more to read? Even though we told them the great benefits to themselves, we also had to think that maybe they would read because they knew that they were going to be helping somebody else. And uh, there was this. There's a term uh, altruistic motivation, which I think is very interesting. And I found this. Because uh, it's used in psychology, uh, but and uh, and psycho, um, yeah, psycholo- psychology studies. But I've never actually seen it in using an educational term or an educational way, rather. Mm-hmm. So when I put that to the th- to, to thinking, I you know the definition of it was quite interesting. I thought, well, now that works. Altruistic motivation is what this is. You know, I'm going to do something that's going to benefit me. Uh, in my education, but at the same time benefit somebody else. That works. It fits the bill perfectly. So for the very first time, I think, uh, that's behind it. It's, it's kind of like social engagement or socially responsible learning, of course, but this is much more direct because, yes, it fits to a particular 
yeah. uh, uh, topic or to a particular project. Yeah. So yeah, that was really interesting for us, and we wanted to check that out. We after. wanted to check it out, yeah. and and we we um, we actually had no idea what was yeah. going to happen the first time we did this. So we. Uh, in once we had the number of total number of signups of students who had expressed interest in it, uh, I went back through their reading records from the previous semester just to get an idea of like for each student what their reading level had been the previous six months. And based on that information, we were able to set a collective goal. And what we did was we just bumped it up, you know, 20, 30 percent. or I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was a little bit higher than what they normally would have been, or what they had been reading in that previous semester. And we wanted something that they could achieve, uh, not too far beyond, because it is the middle of the semester and the kids are busy. And mm. But um, we, we, we were happy to find out that they, they did indeed uh, reach their goal. And in fact, they read at three times the rate that their peers wow. were reading mm. in their classes. Yeah. So I think the in that 10-week mm. period in, in the fall of 2016, our um, the average readers for readers participant read a total of 100, about 126,000 words, and, and their weeks, peers right? their peers weeks. read at about about 40,000, wow. 42,000, something like that. So it's about yeah, it's a significant difference. Now, but but why? I mean, was it was it simply because they were involved in a ten week readathon? Is that it? Was there something to do with the altruistic motivation that Kevin had talked about? Or did we just attract, you know, readers that were, yeah. you know, motivated from the beginning and they were inevitably going to reach that anyway? So we did survey them. And one of the questions we asked them was, uh, what was it that motivated you? And uh, I think we the biggest response came from the, the goal thermometer. We had a, a big thermometer out in several places on yeah, campus yeah. and once a week we go Kevin yeah, would go around and fill it in with a, with a, with the pen I'd do yeah. the calculating on the on in reader to see what the word mm. counts were and they 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 like that collective goal that was the most motivating uh, part for them and almost equally as motivating was this idea of actually helping someone else so that and we got very strong responses mm. on that um, less motivating was the top 10 reader list that we sent out each week of the participants slightly less motivating, um, which is interesting because that's an individual goal, whereas yeah. the other two are more collective sure. and altruistic. So <laughs> We're I, doing this I thought there group. was something yeah. there. And um, we this time around in 2017, we did not see uh, the same type of results. I haven't calculated everything, but it looked to me about mid-semester, the students were reading about double what their peers were, not triple the, the rate. And um, the students this time around didn't reach the collective goal. And it made us wonder, wow, what actually happened yeah. there? So, you know, I think there's some maybe some flaws to the way this is conceptualized that we need to go back and maybe look for a better way to do this by talking with the students mm -hmm. and reexamining what we're doing. But still, um, the students have, have had a good experience. I took a brief look at our survey data and it looks positive again. And so, yeah, I, it, we're, it's a learning experience for us as well. Mm. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what, what are some of the differences between the project last year and oh, that this was, year? Yeah. Um, well, one of the differences was we got uh, some some students from other universities involved, um, and so we know um, a teacher uh, named York Weatherford, who's at Kyoto Notre Dame University, uh, with whom I used to work at Kyoto Sangyo University. So we have a connection there, and York's a great guy, and. Uh, he got some of his students involved, and um, a guy named Ted Sarich, who runs uh, or helps to coordinate 
an extensive reading program. It's Shizuoka University of Art and Culture, I believe, is the name of that yeah. institution. And uh, he, he got some of his students involved. Actually, one of the top, actually the top reader of the program was from his, uh, yeah, his school. Three, That's I right. Think. Yeah, number one, one and number three. three. They, yeah. were, they were really good readers. Um, so we, we, we decided to get some more people involved um, to see how, what would happen there. And um, what else is different? The other big difference, I think, Number. this time, uh, well, we got a, a bit more students involved, but yeah. the, the recipient this yeah. time around yeah. is, is different than the first time around. Yeah. And uh, we actually, on our, on our way to Cambodia, or while we were in Cambodia in February of 2017, <laughs> yeah. uh, to meet up with the first recipient, which is uh, this RSVP, uh, Cambodia, we happened to meet uh, this woman, a uh, young woman uh, named Sonita Sen yeah. uh, at a conference. And um, we got to talking with her about her situation and it looked like an ideal place. Well, actually, yeah. it's, it's quite interesting because yeah. we, we, we were poster presenting Readers for Readers. That's right. <laughs> and, and she came up to us uh, and she, she walked up and started uh, saying, well, I, I really like this. What, what is this? And then, and it was, re- actually, this was the most charming thing because she very gently persuaded us to to help her without actually asking <laughs> she just kept saying well you know oh this looks really this looks really good oh wouldn't this be great if i had this at my school and why have you so she led us into asking her questions and then by the end of it we were just yeah, yeah you know she was great gotcha yeah, she yeah. On, yeah. I mean, it's hook line yeah. sinker and, yeah. she, and she's she's, she's based at cool. a at a at a school yeah where is it located Cratier Cratier. It's about a, five Five hours by bus from Phnom Penh. Yeah, it's a very um, rural area. Very rural area, very yeah. impoverished area. So it's not, uh, it's very famous for uh, river dolphins. And how, how, what, how, many, <laughs> how many books did they have at the school? I think they had 50. 50. And they have 800 students 800 around students. that. And uh, students range in age from 6 to 18. So uh, it's the, yeah, it's one of those schools that everything is in one place. Yeah. Hello from the third high school. I am Sumita. I am a teacher and also a librarian in the Good High School. Today I'm so excited to talk to talk about the development of our library. If we compare today's library with last year's library, we can see a big change. In fact, over last year, over last year, we can see that uh, our library is just an empty room with only 200 books. Um, if we compare 200 books with 600 students in here, we, it seems like uh, it's not valid. And in that situation, students have no, no book to read, to do research, and also to do extra exercise after class. Sometimes, if students want some book or any story book to read, they will go to um, another neighborhood school to borrow such story book and come and take it to school. And they sit, uh, maybe they sit under the trees at school and they read it for their friend in order to share the story with each other. By seeing this situation, I think it is so difficult. So I decided to ask him for support from other communities. Luckily, Reader for Reader has started a project to develop our libraries. So under this project, we have more, more books. Now 
our library has um, a thousand of books and we have more bookshelves, uh, we have a big table, we have more chair for students to sit and take note what they need in their learnings and also we have an electronic fan for students in dry season here. Mm, so now our library looks very beautiful and very very big and full of books. After this project, students feel free to come here to read, to do research uh, and read uh, their favorite book even in Khmer or in English. So after this project, I can see that my student ability is developed. They can write and they can read in English more fluently. Um, so at last, I believe that the library will change their lives more beautiful. And I want to say thank you very much for your support, our library. I think our children's future is because of you. Yes, thank you very much. How did you get involved with Cambodia? Why why Cambodia? You'd oh, mentioned RSVP okay. Cambodia. Yeah, uh, RSVP is a, a little different. That that's a rural school village uh, program. Uh, that's uh, that's out of Siam Reap, and uh, that's actually uh, that's actually very interesting because that's quite uh, it's quite well known. Um, although uh, originally the the rural school village program is actually an offshoot from the main NGO, which is the demining uh, NGO uh, in in Siem Reap, and the 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 guy who set that up was uh, was a Cambodian who was an ex child soldier. Uh, Aki Ra, who who actually came here to Gai Dai at one point, and we had him here. He's, he gave uh, uh, he gave a talk, and um, he uh, he's quite famous. He's a CNN uh, hero, one of the CNN heroes. Yeah, that's right. And um, uh, he's a he's a pretty much a hero in Cambodia too. He he, he started out demining by hand, uh, and still does, still does to this day. He's not meant yeah. to, but he does pop <laughs> off and do it apparently. But he's removed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mines. And uh, the group now is very well funded in the Swedish government, I believe, mm -hmm. behind that. But uh, the NGO and Bill, Bill mm -hmm. Morse. Yeah, Bill Morse. Uh, who is an American who lives there. And he runs the Landmine Museum. And uh, he set up, as the offshoot, the RSVP program, which is building schools for uh, in the rural communities around, around Siem Reap. And further afield, it's quite further afield. And I know him through that. I know I know Bill uh, through Craig Smith, who's a professor at the university here, who's who was engaged with um, uh, with the, uh, the the demining group uh, NGO and Bill. And I met him through Craig. And uh, and I I went down there to see Amriap you know, a few years ago. And I I said, well, if I'm going to try and help if I can, uh, because with the rural school thing, because we've always done stuff with kids and education. That's the core of yeah. our projects. And so I said, well, I'm going to I'm going to try and help you out. And so yeah, I have, you know I made a promise. I fulfilled it. Hopefully, uh, it's still, though they still have a lot of work to do. But we went down there. Mm -hmm. We did readers readers for them, uh, with the idea of giving them the money for uh, for books. But uh, actually, to be honest, it didn't work out that way because when we got there, <laughs> they it needed well. <laughs> obvious they they needed the, they didn't really need toilets. Books. Yeah, they needed toilets and a water and well to water be dug. Source, and yeah. uh, these people were landless. 
and yeah. uh, very, very impoverished. I, it's pretty, pretty low down the down the scale, and, and so uh, we said, you just use the money for whatever you need to. And we raised five hundred thousand. Yeah, yen. Yen. So it's half a million yen. Yeah, five thousand bucks, and um, and that was it, really. I mean, they are funded through through the states. They do get a lot of money going in, but but you know, we never have enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we felt nicely connected with that. So um, yeah, that's how it kicked off. And then right. when we met on a, bef- we were in Phnom Penh presenting on that when Sonida grabbed us. So we obviously we had to help. This year is for her. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have the devil's advocate question, sure, and yeah. that's why books and not. <laughs> you, yeah, you kind of mentioned this. Mentioned yeah. Wells and <coughs> ah, right. water, yeah. like. Well, I mean, I, I think initially uh, mm. we just thought readers for readers was catchy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's catchy. It's <laughs> yeah, like you books for books. And it came from Books for Books, which is another project that Kevin's <laughs> been running here at yeah. the university where students collect uh, books. And, uh, like, you know, people are always throwing out used books. And they would go around and collect them and sell them for 100 yen or, yeah. or 200 yen or whatever it yeah. was and take that money and donate it to a similar type cause. And that so. raised nearly 800,000 yen yeah. just through selling secondhand books. It costs nothing to set up. Yeah, and uh, and you know that that continued on because it's in the pubs and things around Kyoto too. So the idea of you know anything that's connected from education to education. So yeah, I mean you have teachers for teachers, right? Which is a, a group that goes and uh, helps uh, train teachers in in developing countries. Mm-hmm. So this four 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 thing just seems to be a theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know but, our, our program here, we're trying to get the students to read because yeah. it's so beneficial to them. So yeah. why not read for readers? You know, to provide yeah. other readers around the world who want to be reading at the same rate or even even more, give them those materials to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it just was natural readers for readers. Um, but as Kevin just mentioned, um, it, it really ultimately depends on the recipient community that we identify and form a relationship with and what is it that they really need. And it may not necessarily be books for a library, as was the case with RSVP. Yeah. It's a good intro, actually. It's a yeah. very good way in uh, because, you know, education is such a big, uh, is such is priority for, for rural communities. Uh, you know, wherever you go, in, in Asia in particular, developing countries, wherever I've been, that's the one thing they want more than anything is their children to go to school. Mm. Uh, they'll put that above feeding themselves, you know, most parents in, in, in very, in very uh, impoverished areas, you know, but they'll they'll go without food for a week so their child gets a school uniform so they can attend school. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, really, but but that's yeah, education's everything, and it is a good way in because once you've come in and you 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 associate you're associated with education, you're respected and and trusted, and then that now when I go to Cambodia the in February I'm going to go down to Sunita school and and uh, meet with them. I'm I'm planning to to start talking to to people in the community about what else we might be able to do for them, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and that's you know then once we've gone through this program, oh they trust you and they they believe that you might be able to help because you've already done something and it's visible, and that's the the library. So opening a door, yeah, it yeah. opens a door yeah. to, to to other things. And, and it would be yeah. great to 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 look for opportunities to get our students more involved yeah. rather than just reading, yeah, yeah. but actually you know. F- 
uh, helping in some way, yeah. uh, in a way that, that helps them as well. Uh, it increases their awareness. And, well, actually, yeah. I will say one thing. Yeah. We have another, we have a great project here on the, the university that Craig Smith Sensei uh, set up uh, uh, as well a long time ago, and the students have been very active in, and that is the picture books for Cambodian That's children. Right. Yeah. Now they have That's picture a good books example. for Cambodian yeah. children, picture books for African children, and basically they they write in three languages. They uh, they write in English, Japanese, and um, and the local language that they're they're uh, the recipients of the books will get. And and they've got and they've got little uh, these are picture books, of course, but they're, they're there's little morals and and you know uh, manners and and hygiene. They do all kinds of things you know that are very relevant to for the kids in those developing countries that they need to do. Mm. And they work with other people from, from those countries in translating. Translating. Them. And, uh, and they, they get them and they, manif- they publish them and then, the, uh, n- not for sale, but they publish them or create them and then, then they ship them out. And uh, that's, that's a great And project. they go down and they actually oh, read yeah, yeah. to the kids they go as down well. and read to them. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, it's really... Yeah, that's really good it's a Yeah, it's a great <laughs> community engagement project. Yeah. So yeah. something like that would be something we probably look to do with our guys at yeah. some point. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. Oh, what do you have for the future? Is there is there going to be a third edition of the Readers for Readers program? Well, that's the sure. golden question. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were thinking about it, but yeah. we maybe rebrand it a little. I think was what we were talking about, wasn't it? Yeah, we have a lot of discussion <laughs> to do. I mean, it, it's yeah. been it, it's been a learning experience for yeah. us. Um, uh, but we need to kind of rethink uh, mm. the the structure of the project and how it's carried out, and uh, we need to talk to the students a little bit more about yeah. their experiences with it, and um, yeah, and, and then figure out what uh, you know. Kevin's going to go down to Cambodia in February, right? Yes. And uh, based on what he learns there, we may we may change it a little bit. Maybe maybe it won't be called Readers for Readers anymore. Mm. Maybe the needs of the community are different than just books sure. and. Yeah. We might have to. This, I think this is going to evolve. It's yeah. yeah we're just not sure part, exactly. It could be what part of something. Be. Yeah, it, it could be part of a, a slightly enlarged project where the, uh, readers for readers slots in as one component. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, then we build around it. Yeah, Kevin's like done. Kevin's it. done some other interesting projects along the same lines. One, <laughs> one was Cooks for Cooks, <laughs> where uh, people cook uh, something delicious, bring it to one location. Everyone has a little party and you know yeah. buys each other's baked goods and. Yeah. And it's used to to make uh, these. What are the ovens? Um, like eco friendly. Oh yeah, they're, these are they're from a um, on a web uh, uh, an MP an NGO called Copernic uh, that's uh, that deals in tech. Uh, it's like a it's like a crowdfunding sort of website almost. Uh, but they're amazing. Yeah, these biomass cookers. That's it, biomass cookers. And uh, they they uh, they they reduce the amount of smoke. Uh, and the amount of uh, fuel that's needed, and also you can use alternative kind of fuels like nuts and uh, casings oh, and things like that. Uh, and yeah, they reduce uh, eco-friendly, super eco-friendly, because they reduce the smoke by up to eighty percent. And and uh, they they rec- one of the great things is they don't require firewood, so they require things. Uh, you can use other forms of, uh, of fuel, so it means girls don't have to go out. Typically, girls. Don't have to go out and collect firewood every day, which means they can go to school. Oh, and, and drums for drums. And, and drums for drums. That was another one. That was a, that was my Zemi, my graduate mm-hmm. graduate uh, thesis student uh, created that as a project for her graduation project. And uh, yeah, that we we had a, a nightclub and we had a bunch of events. Different different kinds of drummers came and did uh, workshops and performances. And uh, yeah, we've got these fifty liter rolling drums. Uh, from the same website from Copernic, that means 
It's, it's, a, it's basically a plastic donut. You put a rope around it and you pull it and it, it holds 50 liters of water oh, and you wow. can roll it. Mm-hmm. Instead of carrying Instead it of on your head on for, for many head. kilometers. Yeah. Which is, so one yeah. small kid can, can collect 50 liters of water and very effortlessly take it back and feed, then work for five families with that. Mm-hmm. Whereas one girl carries 10 liters on her head and has to walk there and back. Once again, girls can go to school. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's all it's all tied to education. You uh-huh. know, that's the thing. And I and I think that's where we've always wanted it to be tied to is education. We're educators. Yeah. And uh, you know the value of it. So yeah, it's absolutely. Oh God, there's lots for me. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> I I always have a theme. For something, is it, there's yeah. no drinks for drinks, are there? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But well, maybe we can, we can do that tonight. Well, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> What have we had? Get on the table. Get on the desk. Get on the desk. Get, get on, on the, the bus. bus. Yeah. yeah. There's all kinds of things. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. You know. It's, it's the idea is just have a good time and and help people. And help it's people. Inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Well, what what I always love about these events is it brings people <laughs> from the community together. Yeah. You know, as well. It's and we get a chance to yeah. catch up and yeah. you know, meet new people. And, yeah. And it's yeah. fun. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking. Uh, if I were running a program at a different university and say I wanted to participate next year, mm. uh, would it be, would this be open to? Oh, we're 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 open to ideas. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and participation yeah. that'd be great. That would be interesting. I yeah. think. Yeah, we we had three this year. Um, it, it's harder to control it with those because we're not visibly able to. We we can't talk directly. I I send a mail. Uh, a chimp mail, right? <laughs> Mailchimp. Yeah. Mailchimp. I call him chimp. Yeah, mail. we use a mailing list to, to communicate <laughs> with students at different institutions. Yeah. Um, send the monkey mail every week. Yeah, the monkey mail. And 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 so I try to g them up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with our students here, we can get to them much easier, of course. So we can see them. In, yeah. See them across the quad and say, hey. Yeah, you know, I think what are you doing? <laughs> I think with these type of projects, the that community feel, that feel yeah. of being connected to some kind of group mm. that's doing something together is important. Yeah. And maybe maybe this year um, we just didn't do as good of a job uh, because it was dispersed okay. in terms of creating that kind of field. Our first time around, yeah. it was only here mm-hmm. at the university. So we were able to see the students. A lot of students were in mm-hmm. our classes. We were able to connect with them more. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, we might have to explore a, a, a richer way to interact uh, yeah. using technology perhaps um, or and video. That's something yeah, we really did, just yeah. time and energy. Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah. We were talking about uh, different strategies to motivate your students to read, and I was mm. just thinking maybe you could have compete different universities. Like competition. You, competition. Yeah, yeah that's, that, would be, that would be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good, yeah, that's a good suggestion. About, about a reading Olympics type thing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or good. other things. I mean, not just reading. It could be yeah. vocabulary learning. Yeah. Y E R and not something Yeah, no, else, it could be right? anything. It could be Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Writing. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Well, we, we we were writers for writers. Yeah, we we thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought as it long as there's one. a four in the middle, we <laughs> can yeah. make it work. If there's a four in the middle, anything works. <laughs> anything goes. Yeah, writers for writers would be for me is like a writing competition. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh and uh, actually no, we did do it. Um my my uh uh, global project management class. Oh, yeah. I have a class that I where I have students who come into it couldn't actually engage in projects, and we just finished two of them actually. Just, just finished two off, and they did one where they did comps for kids. Oh, okay. That was it. Comps for kids. It was a writing competition, and <laughs> basically Japanese students had to write an essay in English, and they were given twenty minutes for so speed writing, mm-hmm. and then uh, then the, the international students on campus had to do it in Japanese. So, and then the judges 
you know, would uh, would judge the best and we could give a prize. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they didn't really work it that hard and, and uh, I ended up with about 10 entries. So I was the only judge and I ended up giving everybody a prize, I think. It cost me money, that one. But it was, but the idea was there and I thought it was a good idea. And then, yeah, that's right. Writing's good. Yeah. Sure. Spelling bee? Yeah. Do a spelling bee. <laughs> word for word. You, you do, do that one. You, you do that one. Well, spelling bee's cool. <laughs> okay, it could be fun. Yeah. We could. We could have a spelling bee. Yeah. 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 That. I okay. Be, for teachers. Word for word. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Yeah, right? that's, 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 I don't <laughs> think we get fun. too many participants. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, could you tell us about uh, your donors? Uh, who's donating and... Um, How yeah. how can we donate? Or if there's uh, anybody listening who wants uh, to get involved or who has any bright ideas, sure. how can they contact you? Sure, how can I, 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 we've we've been accepting donations uh, either in person or on our website. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to our website and it's uh, swapnetwork.org, I mm. believe. And uh, you can go there. There's a PayPal button. You can you can use a credit card. You can use PayPal. You can donate. Uh, we are in the process of of registering as a like a um, non-for-profit uh, organization uh, in the United States. So we, we do have an EIN, uh, so it would be tax deductible. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one way to donate. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you can get in touch with, with us if you know us in person. That's how most of our donations yeah. actually have come in. In the past, uh, our donations have come through, I guess, three different channels. One uh, were just individual donors uh, who've either donated on the website or to uh, Kevin in person. Um, most of these are people we know or are people related to us in some way. Uh, and then we've received some donations from various groups. Yeah. And uh, we've also, a couple of publishers, uh, not this year, but the previous year, helped us out. Yeah. And that was ABAX yeah. Publishing. Um, they were very generous. Mm. And uh, I believe Pearson helped us, us out. They gave us books. And That's we right. Took those with and us. we took those with us down to Cambodia. Yeah. Uh, but this year we we weren't so successful in in getting help from publishers, uh, but uh, yeah, maybe next year. Tried. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron and Kevin. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was that was great. And um, yeah, I hope uh, our listeners will be donating. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, they said their website was swapnetwork.org. You can go there. They have a PayPal account that you can directly link to. And if you're if you felt moved. Please donate. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. what have we what have we got scheduled? Nothing. <laughs> uh, we'll no, be I've been I've been sending some e some emails and something will come up. Good. Uh, but yeah, for the moment we have a winter break. Good. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, me too. And uh, yeah, so for the moment, Merry uh, Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and Happy Reading. Happy yeah. Reading and Happy Reading. Thank yes. you. <laughs> See you next year.